everyone, and welcome to the Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series where Booklist talks to book people. This Shelf Care Interview is sponsored by Random House Children's Books. I'm Maggie Reagan, Senior Editor at Booklist Books for Youth, and today I'll be speaking with Daniel Minter. Daniel Minter is a fine artist and illustrator. His paintings, carvings, block prints, and sculptures have been exhibited at galleries and museums, both nationally and internationally. He has illustrated numerous books for children and is the recipient of the Coretta Scott King Illustration Honor and Caldecott Honor. He lives in Portland, Maine with his family. Blue, a history of the color as deep as the sea and as wide as the sky, written by Nana Ekua Brew Hammond and illustrated by Daniel Minter, is available now from Knopf Books for Young Readers, an imprint of Random House Children's Books, a division of Penguin Random House. Daniel, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Maggie, for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, we're so excited to have you here. So this book, Blue, touches on the rich and difficult history of the color blue across many ancient cultures and the meaning it's come to have in contemporary cultures. And it's a color that often features prominently in your own work. And it seems that it especially turns up when that work is about displacement and the African diaspora. So I'm hoping you can just sort of kick things off here by telling us a little bit about your own artistic relationship with the color blue and what drew you to this project in particular. Oh, thank you. The um, I guess the thing that drew me to this project is, is, is just that blue. Some people may think of blue as a really, you know, just kind of a block color. But blue, there's so many different shades of it. There's so much meaning that we attach to it. It's such a calming color. It can be a very unassuming color until you see how it, you know, how it affects everything else around it. It really brings out the other colors that are often around it. So I get a lot of use out of that color blue. A picture book that's about a specific color seems like it would be kind of a unique challenge to illustrate. So I know there are places where you went really blue forward in the illustrations, and then there are places where you kind of pulled back and just used the blue as an accent. Can you talk a little bit about what guided you when you first started illustrating this book? That's another thing I really loved about this book is that it had no human character that was the protagonist throughout the book. It was about the color. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it in that every page could really could be a different story. So I'm not running a person-oriented narrative through the whole story. I'm running a color-oriented narrative through the whole story. And then these other little stories that are throughout the book that Nana created is that they're just there to move the story of the color along. Did you have a a favorite illustration or a favorite section of the book to work on? I had several favorites, you know, but I guess one of the biggest favorites is the one of the kids reaching up into the sky to grab some blue. And then there's also the ones a close up of the hands holding the water. That is just such a, a very simple thing that we discover as young people is that we can look out at blue water and we think that it's blue, but the water is not blue. The water is clear. And that discovery is something that can drive a lot of curiosity throughout your life. The whole planet is actually blue. If you go out from our planet and look back at it, you see blue. 
nothing but this blue out here. I can go on and on about how fascinating our blue is. You know, it's the uh, it's the color of our light. This is the color that initiated life on this planet was the light, that blue light. I think the art in some of the best picture books extend and interpret their partner text, which is definitely something that's happening here since there's there's so much happening in the in the <laughs> illustrations that, that build on the words. I'm curious, first of all, how your process changes when you're interpreting someone else's words versus when you're just creating on your own. Well, okay, I'm I'm an illustrator. I'm an artist illustrator. And so when I do illustrations, I am always interpreting someone else's text or someone else's concept. So I enjoy that. And it's the strength of the text that gives me the most freedom. A really strong text gives me a lot of freedom because the text has its own perspective. It gives me the freedom to come at it from just about any angle. And the text still rings true and the artwork complements it. Do you remember your initial reactions when you saw this text for the first time? I started wanting to actually make the blue. I wanted to crush the stones to make blue. Matter of fact, I actually did. The lapis lazulis. I wanted to crush the, the, the flower petals to make blue. And I wanted to experience these. These were little science experiments in a way. I said, yes, I want to do that. I wanted to cut the water in my hands and see if I could see something within it. I wanted to, you know, go out and look up and look up at the sky and just see where does the sky begin to shift? Where do the colors shift? So I wanted to grow some indigo plants. I wanted to mix, you know, some chemical blue. Matter of fact, I tried to find the snail that produced the color blue. I couldn't find it. I tried ordering a shell. So I found ones that were similar to the same species, you know, and found those. And that's just from the text. I was fascinated. That's amazing. Yeah, I learned so much from that text. I I really that you went and did all of it. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's really just really cool to know. Does your awareness of the intended, like it's, this is for a younger audience than some of your other projects, and does your awareness of that audience guide you at all while you're creating? Okay, to be honest, no. <laughs> no, not really. I, re I mean, I, I feel like the audience is people who are curious. And so I don't feel like I have to adjust things for a particular audience, really. I just have to keep the images so that they can be read in a narrative way, that they have to be understood. The story has to be understood through the images. That's the important thing, because I can get a little too abstract sometimes, or I can get to, or I can have a little bit too much fun with something and, you know, and just want to make the whole thing out of flower petals, but that wouldn't be giving enough information. So it's a balance for me, but the audience is people who are curious. Well, and generally speaking, kids are people who are curious. So. Exactly. So there are very few pages. I was looking back to the book the other day, and there are very few pages where you use entirely blue. And one of the most powerful pages in the book is is, is almost entirely a very rich, dark blue with white outlines. Because I think mm -hmm. the book does a really interesting thing where it talks about the history of the color blue, but it also talks about how blue has worked its way into our language with like phrases like true blue or, or in this case, feeling blue. 
when the text uh, for people who haven't read the book yet goes into the phrase feeling blue and equates that with the sadness of the people who had to work the mines on indigo plantations. And it talks about how African spirituals inspired the blues. And just the image on that page is so striking. And it was probably the one that stayed with me the most. And I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about creating that page and why that was one where you did choose to use almost entirely blue and white. Okay, one thing about the colors of blue, the printing process leaves out a lot of subtleties in the blues. But as far as that particular piece goes, I felt like I really wanted to cover the blues on a lot of different levels within this one piece. I was speak, wanted it to speak with the hands because if you if you have uh, I don't know if you've noticed but the hands are very prevalent throughout the book so I'm telling the story with hands also this is how you touch blue with your hands and you you doing so the hands are speaking throughout this book and in this page I wanted to show a lot of emotion and expression with both it's got both hands one hand is extending out you know and the other hand is drawing pulling is, is looking inward and then within the hair there are things coming out of hair and in the hair if you look closely those are women dancing within the hair so those are figures here so she's singing away the blue the the any any negative feelings she may have you know and taking care of herself did working on this book change the way you see and use the color blue in your work going forward at all? I feel like it freed me to use blue more, more lavishly in my work going forward. Because a lot of times I would like, okay, I'm just making everything blue. Every, I'm just using so much blue and making all the people blue and making all putting everything's blue, you know, and I'm just, just and I'm just loving it, you know, but I better not do this because it's, you know, it's 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 probably just boring to look at or whatever. But uh, I feel like this book just liberated me in a way to, if I want to use just blue, I can use just blue and I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Well, Daniel, what's coming up next for you? <laughs> what's coming up next for me? I'm working on a series of pieces. I've been working a lot with trees. As you will see, there are lots of hands in my work. And you'll, as you'll see, there are lots of blue within my work. You will also notice that there are lots of trees within my work. And I use trees to communicate a lot of different things as well. So I've been working on a project. I've been working on several projects with trees, one with actual trees, and then uh, that has a lot of carving involved. And then another that talks about the differences in trees that grow on farms and, and trees that grow in deep forest, just the way trees grow and the way we engage with trees. Sounds really exciting. Well, I'm excited to, to see what you do next. <laughs> um, thank you so much for chatting with me. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the Shelf Care interview. Okay, thank you. This Shelf Care interview was sponsored by Random House Children's Books, publisher of Blue, a history of the color as deep as the sea and as wide as the sky on shelves now. Happy reading. Happy reading.